Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Sing it, folks. Oh, baby, if I don't do it, somebody else will. If I don't do it, somebody else will. You know, Joey, do you remember the first time that I met you? You probably don't. Were we at Midtown Pizza you, you Kitchen? Were, that's exactly the first time I do time remember the I first time, yeah. And you remember I looked at you and I was like, wow, you're Joey. Because I heard your voice. Yeah. And I recognized, and I was like, dude, you look nothing like I thought you were going to look. You thought I was a big fat guy. I thought you were going to be like 6'3", 345 with glasses. This dude right here singing this song looks exactly like he sounds. (laughs) Yes, he does. Just close your eyes and imagine... And that's what he looks like. Well, we're playing this a little bit with a heavy art this evening. Today, the 75th anniversary of Decision Day of D-Day. But it will also be marked as the day this year that Dr. John, his real name was Malcolm John Mac Rebinock. He has passed away today at the age of 77. And this is my favorite performance, I think, on The Last Waltz movie shot by Scorsese about the band. It's just so good. Uh, rest in peace, Dr. John. And right place, wrong time. <sighs> it's going to happen to all of us. Yeah, his point. family confirms he died of a heart attack. Yeah, death comes for us all. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, and he lived, what a life. Lived a great life and... You know, you see these guys here on the 75th anniversary of D-Day, the guys who are still alive. I mean, if you just do the math, uh, assume somebody even sneaked into the Army Mm -hmm. at 15 years old, you're still looking at a 90-year-old guy. Right. And to see all these veterans, D-Day veterans, on our TV screens and these news articles, I mean, that's another thing. Whenever I see somebody that old, but also who went through that... Like, what was life after that? Did life seem... 
I'm sure it wasn't, but did life seem not like as exciting as it could be? Because all of them describe it, say it's indescribable. It was hell on earth. It was difficult to understand. I mean, yeah. one guy we played earlier today said that it really wasn't when you really were in the sh- the crap. Mm-hmm. All those ideals about God and country and democracy and fighting back fascism, all these big concepts and words, he said they just dissolved away. And it became about right. protecting that friend right there next to you. Yeah, I mean, you, you go back to your most animalistic instincts of just survive and protect. It, yeah. it's, it's not about, oh, we've got to get, you know, we've got to wave the red, white, and blue. It's just stay alive. Yes. And that's, and I think that is why, I, I think that that war was so gruesome and the, the hand-to-hand combat, it, I guess, was probably the last time there was a, a large-scale that combat. sort of invasion, I think it was. Yeah, I think that's why that the the two vets they they don't talk about it much. Right. It's because it is. I mean, it takes you. You know, if if you recant a story, if I say Joey, you remember when you were in eleventh grade and you caught that touchdown pass, right? Yeah, or inter- and and you go back because it's a great place and you can recite it. If I say, Joey, you remember when you were 18 and you stormed the beaches of Normandy and there was like a hundred dead people around you, you don't want to go back to that place and you don't want to relive it because when you tell a story, you're reliving it in your head, even though you you might embellish and make it traumatic. and traumatic. And I traumatic. think that's why the twos and most of the Vietnam vets don't really talk about what they did. They'll just say, I'm, I was in Vietnam. Right. They, exactly. Tell me a story. No, my, grand, no. my grandfather on my mom's side, uh, Ron, he, he was an officer in Vietnam. I believe he wasn't he was in the thick of it, but he was. I mean, he wasn't infantry. He was Air Force uh, officer. But he was there in Thailand Station. He was doing certain things. I won't go into it. It's his story to tell. Um, but he didn't, for as long as I've been alive, he didn't really talk about it. His yeah. his honors and you know, are displayed proudly in his office still to this day. Um, but, I mean, he saw things clear-eyed. And I think a lot of people do see um, the horror of war as just that horror. Um, it's something, I mean, war is just, it's human history, man. I mean, that's how people pretty much handled things. But I think now with modern means and methods that were very much even perfected in World War II, uh, it, it takes any sort of semblance of the romantic notion of war, especially that got going in the 1800s, like this romantic notion of war, and it just demolished it. And we've had presidents uh, since that day, 75 years ago. Reagan, I have to tip my hat. I'm not usually one for pageantry or rah-rah. I believe in the ideals of the country, and I will protect the guy next to me in a foxhole. 
but I'm not one that you know goes to a rally, waves the flag, and all that. You know, I'm, 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 it's not against the country. I, when I went to Auburn, love watching Auburn football, but I wasn't the guy who was always talking about Auburn football and dressing up in all the clothes. You didn't paint and, yourself orange and blue right. before just, going to the game. I've never the closest I'd ever become a fanatic of something is I guess Prince. I don't know. Like it's weird what grabs you, but it, that's still a very intimate thing. Like I like listening to certain types of music by myself. These sorts of things. I've never been one to jump into all these crowds but all that said it's quite a throat clearing for what i'm about to say having heard what president trump said today um and this is where trump is at his best and dare i say this is what where any president is at their best trump did this during the state of the union as well when presidents or politicians in general just step aside don't make it about them and they tell stories of incredible people in this case, incredible Americans. Yeah. And what they went through. And really, it's what I love about American history is that it's ordinary people. Like, we always think of the heroes of old, whether, you know, it's Achilles or, uh, you know, Ulysses or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Hercules. I'm, I'm citing a bunch of Greeks here. But you can read about all these heroes, or the superheroes we have today in the movies and the comic books, but really the heroes in American history, and I think in most of human history, heroic action is done by what look like just normal people, normal, ordinary people, whether it's the Battle of Bunker Hill or the people on those planes on 9-11 who decided we're not going to let this plane go down where the terrorists wanted to go down, or the people that stormed the beaches of Normandy or... We're stuck in the foxholes all throughout France and the rest of Europe. Um, it's it's amazing what human beings have in them, uh, where you realize, well, death is going to come for us all. I better make the best of it. Yeah, it's how you face what's inevitable and do it. And what I love, uh, what I love, I saw, I heard uh, a study that came out. Yeah, a study says. But the thing that actually makes people the happiest in life, you know, we talk a big game about, you know, having a good church life, God, and having a good family life. And I think this applies sometimes to family. But the number one thing that makes people happy, it's not family, it's not going to church, it's not money, it's not being famous, it's friendship. Now, sometimes you have good friends in the church, you have good friends in your family, Well, but it's friendship that that makes the world turn around. Joey, you're a good Catholic. I mean, you know the scripture. I mean, and that's what it goes back to. Yeah. And and Christ himself, if you're a Christian out there, he said there, you know, there's no love greater than a man that lays down his life for his Friends. friends. Yes. Not his family. Because you're like obligated to lay your life down for your family. Right. I mean, I'm I, if if something, you know, if somebody came into my house, it, it's it, I would gladly protect my family, but it's it's like an obligation, right, for me to do that. If somebody walked in this studio right now and pointed a gun in here, and I jumped in front of you and took a bullet. Mm-hmm. That means a hell of a lot more than if it was one of my children or my wife. Because you're really not obligated in the same way. No, I'm not. But But I would be the one that jumped in front of the bullet for you. First. 
I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to be the one who dies. I want to take the bullet. Good. I'm the hero. <laughs> oh, man. But we have another study, because we've been, you know, D-Day brings up the idea, and Dr. John dying, the idea of death. I don't want to be too morbid tonight. Uh, another, well, you're, you're, you're not starting on a very good foot. Well, but so another far. study shows... A certain activity means people will live, on average, 20 years longer than others. Oh, I hope it's the activity I'm thinking about. No, it is not sex. Get your mind out of the gutter. I wish it was that, too, but... It's not in the gutter. I'm married, man. Well, come on. I can... Marriage is more than, than, you know, shipping your your significant other, all right? Marriage is Oh, about, it is? It's a cold and broken hallelujah, you know. Oh, okay. It's not a victory march. Anyway, <laughs> making love is definitely a victory march. Well, not all the time. Sometimes it's kind of like, oh, well, I took a stroll around the block. That's my exercise for the day. That's how it is sometimes. Well, sometimes Joey, it's a big disappointment. They make pills for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but this study says that you could live, on average, 20 years longer... And I think you are in this camp, so you've got a good 20 more years to keep making love. Because um, of those long legs of yours, those ostrich legs of yours. Uh, it can be relaxing to, you know, take a leisurely stroll. But the next time you go for a walk, be sure to pick up the pace. Yep, that's right. If you are a fast walker, like you don't like the lollygag, you like to just get going. And take those long strides and get to where you're going. You, on average, will live 20 years longer. So you're you're 180 degrees off. Mm-hmm. You, you know my wife. Well, this isn't you've me. Met, you, you've met her I'm just times. reporting the study. I'm just reporting the facts, Southernwood. And, well, I'm just telling you that you think that that applies to me, but I'm six foot three. Mm-hmm. For all of you out there in radio land. Right. My wife is five foot two. Right. Now, she walks really fast to keep up with me. And so I just have a long, slow gait so that I don't get too far in front of her. <laughs> so this is bad news for me, Joey. You're not giving me 20 more years. Well, but what if it was just up to you? If you weren't walking alongside your wife. You're, and you're not always. I mean, you live a life outside of just hanging out with her. Like, say, and I remember this. Say you're at an Auburn football Saturday. My uncle and I, my uncle Scott and I, we were fast walkers. We would just lap people on our way to the stadium oh, or to the tailgate. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Now, where I, other people are just shuffling around. And, now, I know how to manipulate through a crowd. Exactly. And I'm just like, here, just follow me. I mean, I know how to wiggle through things, but I generally don't walk fast. I walk slow. Well, there's a university in England. Uh, God, I'm going to die. They did a research study researching a pool of almost 500,000 people. Now, that's a hell of a study. I'm not a lot gonna... of these studies find, it's like, we studied 10,000 people. We studied a few hundred people. We had a control group of like 20 people. No, 500,000 people. The study found that fast walkers lived an average of 20 years longer. I'm not going to make it to 65, y'all. 
Yes, I'm a slow walker. Well, and the idea is this. What about long striders? Did they they study long striders? That goes in the category of fast walker. But here's the idea. Let's get down to why this actually seems to be true. Uh, Regardless of body mass, the researchers attest that fast walkers proved more physically fit, which served as a better indicator of mortality rates than weight. See, some people are bigger boned than others. Some people are dainty. Some people are just, you know, strapping. Like, That's right. You're just big bones. I'm no, I'm, see, I'm not a mesomorph over here. I'm not one of these, like, you know, I'm not super skinny either. The more I'm working out, I'm realizing I'm kind of that happy middle ground athletic build. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's more, are you fit? It kind of goes to that other study we covered about a month or two ago of can you do 40 push-ups? If you can do 40 push-ups, you have a 97% I mean, likely 97% uh, odds that you will not die of a heart attack or have any cardiovascular issues. It's fitness. You know, there's always exceptions to the rule. And, you know, that's how I feel like I'm walking around. I'm going to be part of that 3%. I could do something like 50-something. I guess if I'm feeling really good, I could get into the 60s or 70s with push-ups without stopping. I'm at this point not bragging. I'm just thinking out loud here. But I bet I'm probably in that, like, 3% where it's like, oh, I've got everything I want in life, and then your heart explodes for no reason. Yeah, you're going to take it, like, 38. It's right. like, what? And then you're going to, when you when you, when you you look back on yourself from the beyond, you're going to say, why did I deny myself all that stuff? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> why didn't I just eat bacon for every meal? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I, I should have like foie gras and caviar and you know fatty fatty steak and oh man, just eat it all. Just eat it all. Now, are you more of a? We talked about this before, but are you more of a sweet tooth guy or you're the savory? Now I'm guy? a savory guy. Yeah, we're both the savory guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to decide for my brother's wedding week coming up. Um, like, what am I gonna pig out on? Because I'm definitely gonna pig out. I don't. Mm. But I bring this up before we get into that, because I, we did a okay. whole show on pigging out last Friday, an ode to gluttony, if you will. You can check it out, by the way. There's a podcast called the Joey Clark Radio Oh, there Hour. is. Where, yeah. can, where can you find it? Because I know people can't stay in the car the whole time. It You can find it everywhere. SoundCloud? Find it on SoundCloud. That's where I find it. But I encourage folks, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, you can find it on Google Play, on Spotify, on Stitcher, pretty much where podcasts are available everywhere. You can find the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Subscribe, and you know, if you really want to help me out, folks, subscribe and give it a rating, give it a review. That helps me get the show in front of more eyeballs that don't hear it terrestrially here on traditional radio. So, if you give, like, say you're on Apple Podcasts, give it a five star review, give it a little bit of a, a written review, share it, and it helps me get the word out. And Believe you me, the more I can get online traffic and not just listeners here in the River Region, I can do more things. And I have some ideas. This is why taking this week off, yes, it is the main purpose is for my brother's wedding. Best man duties are a serious thing. I'm treating this like a once in a lifetime deal. My brother getting married, though some general statistics might suggest that's not always a once in a lifetime thing. No, it is because the second one is like, uh, uh, you done quit her? <laughs> well, you own your own this time. But I'm also using this time, uh, this week, next week, uh, the 10th through the 14th, to uh, assess where I'm going with the program. 
got some ideas. For instance, I'm... Are you firing me, Joey? No, I'm not firing you. I mean, there's some people out there saying that this is the 84 show. Because I invite you on so much. That's ridiculous. It's If anything, it's the Southern Wood show. It's, Get the branding right. It, well, it's flattering, but that's ridiculous. So, I mean, one idea, it came to me last night, and this is an idea I think could be a lot of fun. Have you ever, you've heard of it, I'm sure, but have you ever been on Tinder or any other online dating site? No. What I'm thinking <laughs> is that Dude. if you go on Tinder or you go on, say, like, Plenty of Fish which is a free one online. I mean, most of them in my profiles, if I find old ones, are sad. It's just I've never been good at that crap. Uh, but you find most profiles are just, some of them are just real doozies, like how people put themselves out there. So I'm thinking we're going to find on Tinder, on Plenty of Fish, on different websites. I'm not going to call anybody out or reveal any names, but I am going to mock relentlessly some of these profiles out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have to paint a picture for the audience. It's going to be a lot of fun. That would be fun, but I, I will just remind you, uh, young young Joey. Yeah. Uh, when my wife and I met, I called her on a landline to set up our first date. Oh, Lord. You did yeah. the... Now, now, I, now, I was super fancy. I had a bag phone. In my car. Oh, really? You had a yeah. bag phone in your, in 20, your limousine? 20, 22 cents a minute to talk on it. Or, or I thought it was a tractor phone. No, it's, it was a bag phone. A bag phone. No, I had a Thunderbird. I had Man, I had a sweet-ass Thunderbird. No, oh, wonder, no wonder where Wiener Ooh, fell for you. It was champagne with... The, well, no, let's see. When I met Wiener, it was... Uh, I had my cranberry red Thunderbird mm. at that time. Oh, it was fire, brother. And, uh, but yeah, it was, you had to like write numbers down and had to call people at their house. Right. Find out when they were going to get off, you know, what time do you get off work or what time do you get out, get out of school and, and coordinate when you called them. And then you would leave a message on their answer machine. This is Clay. Give me a call back. And I'm not going to give my cell phone number out, but I've actually had the same one ever since the first phone I ever had. Somehow, I managed to keep it. And, uh, yeah, so uh, dating sites did not even exist. I well, had, and you didn't probably, even have this, probably had three children when they the came true, out with them. a true cell phone either. You had maybe that fancy bag phone. But... It's changed dating so much. So anybody out there using social dating websites, just be warned. I'm not going to give your name out, but I might make fun of you relentlessly, well, see, including myself. Like, I'm going to post a profile, and it's going to be a complete another joke. I'm going to open it up to the radio audience. You'll get to see the goods, all right? Well, not that was a bad way of saying it. it I'm going to bare my soul. <laughs> Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have some fun Keep the goods to yourself there, twigs yeah. and berries. Yeah, I was about to say. Concealed. You know, yeah, the, the pillar and stone will not be revealed. I only do live showings. Yeah, there there wasn't FarmersOnly.com when I met Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> and I doubt that she would have been on that when I met her. But you actually, and I've had family members, like going to Auburn. They, it used to be, even like in the 80s. You actually had to make plans. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go to this party. You want to go? 
Like, I don't have to pick you up, but I'll see you at the party. And then that person would actually show up at the party. Instead of texting, no, I'm going to go to this bar first, and I'm going to stop by my friend's place and constant communicate. And then if you didn't, you met somebody at a party and you didn't get their number, you could look them up in the dorm directory. Now, I've heard the, the old trick of just pick a random name in the dorm directory. Maybe then look at other, you know, I guess yearbooks or whatever to find a photo of somebody or you know of somebody for whatever reason and you just randomly call them oh we met the other night i heard i heard about that game and it worked occasionally but back then you actually you know had to plan things out make good on your plans be good to your word where today everybody's so flaky and so judgmental because myself included it's now like you curate yourself like a piece of meat yeah. Like, here, I'm Joey Clark. I'm into these things. I've got a radio show, and uh, look at my photo. I don't like to smile, and really, don't even bother. When Swipe I, left. When I take selfies, I make duck lips. No, I'm, I'm Joey Clark. No, I make a you pouty face. You most certainly face. do. I make a pouty face. It's not the same thing as duck lips. Now, your last one was better. Still duck lips. Which one? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, the last one, the last selfie you took and put on your profile thing, it's it, it's better. It's still duck lips. No, there's a photo of me and my brother together right now. Oh, well, you've changed and it. And I'm then. not making duck lips in it. Well. And even the other ones, I, I will admit the pouty face. Duck lips. Duck lips is full-blown. Like, yeah, that's it. That, that's it right that's there. That's not <laughs> what I do with my face when I take a photo. Okay. No, it's more... Like that. I'm not sticking the lips out. <laughs> you most certainly are. Okay, whatever you say. Hey, this, that, I mean, that comes from my wife. Lauren's like, why does Joey make duck lips every time he takes a picture You know where I think himself? it comes from? He's a good-looking guy. You know where I think he it comes from? It goes picture. back to braces. It goes back to weird teenage self-consciousness. Yeah. Well, and also the braces, you know, get caught up in your gums and your lips and stuff. So it became like, yeah. Uh, duck lips. Oh, whatever. You got that wrong. <laughs> I know duck lips no, when I no. see them. I'm never wrong. Right. <laughs> right. You're never wrong. Southern Woody's never wrong. But yeah, uh, next week I will be off, and we have no, more news about that coming up. But uh, y'all are in for a treat. Well, what am I going to do next week? Oh, you're in for a treat next week. You should listen to News Talk. We'll be right back. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back. We're just talking off air, folks, and Southern Wood is feeling his age. Having to put my glasses on to see which side of my head to put my earphones on. I was right, please, but it must have been a wrong time. I done said a right thing. Playing this but it must have used the wrong is line. Rest in Peace, Dr. John. He has passed away at 77 today. Today, the 75th anniversary of D-Day. You see how I hit that hook perfectly? Yeah, you did a good job. When I was coming in. That was, I'm that getting was better. Impressive. Yeah, you hit the post, man. That was good stuff. 
Man, that, his music is so unique. It really is. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know of any other artist that has... I mean, there's plenty of artists that have that Cajun influence, but he took it to just a whole other place. There's well, like some voodoo was, magic going on there. Joey, he was in the right place at the right time. No, at the wrong time. Or it Actually, at the right time. And he just changed it for the song. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point, though. Oh, give me a break. Anyway, you know how we were talking about Chernobyl earlier in the week? The HBO series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and the the guy who made the HBO miniseries, and I haven't watched it yet, but I plan on it when I have the time, uh, he, Craig Mazin, he's the man behind it, and mm-hmm. he made painstaking efforts, painstaking efforts, brain-bleedingly accurate. That's what many who know the history are saying about this miniseries. That he did just such a phenomenal job of actually digging through the history and making sure his drama was as close to reality as possible. But um, the Russians can't stand this. They're already having trouble with their Russian citizens seeing this and how terrible the Soviet Union was about you know sharing the truth. Mm-hmm. The government's official position is nuclear catastrophe couldn't happen on Soviet soil. Man, I, I'm telling you... I, I was alive and lived through this and was paying attention to news and such when this happened. It, this was scandalous when it happened. Well, in the Moscow Times this week, uh, the multiple Kremlin media outlets have been trashing this miniseries on HBO as a caricature. And that a state-backed TV channel in Russia is planning their own rival movie about Chernobyl. But this one will be a little less about the actual story. It'll be the whole... Well, the whole idea will be that the CIA caused it. I mean, I, I wouldn't argue with that. Because I, I just wonder... If the idea is that Americans had infiltrated the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. Many historians do not deny it, says the Russian director of this new one. On the day of the explosion, an agent of the enemy's intelligence services was present at the station. All right. All right. I guess that'll be something I won't watch. It's amazing, like, how the history is just all over the place. Well, but, you know, where we are today versus, when was that, 1989? Is that right? I'm not certain. I'm not certain. But anyhow, I mean, it was 30 years ago, 25 years ago. And when you look at how much propaganda there was going on at that time, because, I mean, we're still in the middle of the Cold War when that happened. I mean, can you just absolutely just not even consider the fact that maybe, yes, we did something to cripple the Soviet Union and make their source of energy be something dangerous and make them more dangerous? I mean, could it not I just be propaganda? I wouldn't uh, say it's 100% implausible that the CIA would you know, do something like that. You're a skeptic, Joe. You're as skeptical as anybody yeah. that I know. But here's the interesting thing. Some people are so skeptical that they become true believers on anything that's alternative to the official story. That's right. And that's fair enough. That's correct. Fair enough. It's just like, you know, we didn't land on the moon. I used right. to be skeptical about that. Now right. I've come to the realization that we never landed on the moon, but You believe continue. in Bigfoot? 
Uh, yes, there is Bigfoot. He's Where? Still alive. Where? Uh, he's out there. I've seen the picture out there? of him. Yeah. yeah. He's out there somewhere. Just, you know, stomping around. Have you seen, do you know how big the earth is? Yeah, yeah do, quite large. any clue how big the Earth is and how I mean, much so big it's, it's how hard much to even imagine. land yeah. is not inhabited? Right. I mean, there's millions and trillions. Now, a T with a T, not a B. Yeah, trillions of acres that no one lives on or ever witnesses. Big, that's where he lives. Okay, because he's smart. Yeah, and I mean, that's where. Right, and he's, he's just wildly. He's only been seen every once, you know, every once in a blue moon. You know, he, he, he occasionally people get flipped. on accident. Well, if I mean, if good-looking Bigfoot woman goes running, <laughs> I mean, she kind of draws him out of the woods. Uh, well, let's see. Who this is on line one news talk. You're on there. It's <laughs> ought to be interesting. Hello, hello. Who's this? Good evening. This is your Canadian friend. Your com- wait, which one? I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Andrew. Oh, hey, Andrew. What's up, man? Man, I just, I love your show, but I don't always get a time time to listen to it. But thank you for telling me where to find you on the podcast. I finally found you. Absolutely. Yeah, man, because you're funny. Like, you're one of those guys that come in, like, no no, no political bias. And stuff. Just, just say as it is. That's what I love about it. And you're funny, too. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think he was talking to me, Joe. No, I'd say the word. <laughs> Do I need to use that paddle against you? I yeah. will do it, I and I will enjoy it. Well, you did last time. Yeah, I did. I did, actually. I was... Hey, hey, hey. It's Pride Month, but don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and you brought up something, Andrew. I've seen these stories about a straight Pride March. I'm like, dudes, come on, man. Like, I, I don't need... I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not going to crap on it a, a lot, but, like, it just seems... I'm, I, maybe I'm just not for marches in general. And, like, but, I don't want to walk around and be like, I'm proud to be straight. It's really been a boring sex life. But, but Joey, don't you think the propaganda of these people is over the top? It can be, absolutely. I mean... It, because here, here in Canada, I'm telling you, like, you you have to get on your knees and bow to them. Otherwise, you're a homophobe mm. and every other word. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for like you want to do what you want to do, and I'll even hang out with you. Like I don't have a problem with somebody being gay. It's more uh, to your point when it's politicized, where it's like you must. It's what we got into over the whole Pete Buttigieg photo with his husband and a campaign stop, and some oh, that was Yale professors like that's actually the representation of heterosexuality without. And it was too white. Yeah, and it's like wait, 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 wait. So being gay, I guess, it means a political ideology too. It's just yeah, and I hear where you're coming just, from. That it, but Joe, yeah. I think I think it's just like we don't like the the flaunting. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're straight, you don't flaunt that. But these people, they like to flaunt it everywhere you go. Every, every everything they do is about flaunting it, about showing it. Like why? If you're okay, bravo! You're 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 gay, you're lesbian, you're transgender, you're sex spirited, whatever you are. I don't care. Just go and flaunt it. Go live your life however you want. I won't judge you. You won't judge me. But don't flaunt it because that's that's where that, I think that's where we get annoyed. Well, I, it's more when it's like right in my face. I. Like, I don't even mind, like, if somebody wants to have a pride parade, you know, go for it, man. But like, Yeah, knock, I mean, knock yourself out. All right, Andrew, I'm, and I'm going to ask you this question, and you do not have to answer it if you don't feel comfortable. Are you gay or straight? I'm as straight as a... 
I'm straight. An arrow. An arrow. Yeah, That's straight. an American term. I know you're from. You're a great. He's so. a great white North. So. Yeah. <laughs> do do you a, do you feel as a straight man the the need to proclaim your straightness? No, I don't. <laughs> Thank you. And that's the whole because deal. If you want to be gay, I'm with Joey. I think I'm with you. And I mean, and I'm kind of different from most Republicans down here in Montgomery, Alabama. I don't give a damn if you want to be gay. There's Be gay. I, and I'm remembering. Be, I mean, you can be queer, yeah, even. Sure. I mean, you can just do whatever you want yeah, to do. I believe in freedom. Man. Go. Joey, Joey can, I, can I come out today on, on live radio? Sure. You can Go. come out. Yeah. Oot. Okay, I'm coming out as a straight, white, uh, European, Canadian, uh, free-spirited, I believe in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. the Father. I'm coming out. Now, you need to organize a march. You guys are not clapping. You guys are not clapping. You guys are being sexist. Well, it's... <laughs> I can't... You know, I've, I've learned to love Canada, man, but uh, what, are, what are the things you call beanies up there? Uh, I'm being heterophobic. Uh, I can't get over the... What are they? Tooks? Like, I, I'm having a little trouble with those. Like, I mean, that's just such a silly word. <laughs> yeah. Like, like our we're, we have an election coming up here in October, right? And we're yeah. finally, I think we're going to get rid of this uh, feminine Nazi that's running our country. Trudeau. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I mean, oh, the dude whose eyebrow fell off? <laughs> yeah, the drama teacher. The drama teacher that went from being a drama teacher to our prime minister. Oh, from being Castro's uh, son best, to being... Yes, best friend. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Okay. The, the same guy... He really does look guy, like it. The same guy that said he admires the dictatorship of China live on TV. The oh, same guy. Lord. Well, I mean, damn, his daddy's been running a dictatorship for, what, 50 years down there in Cuba? And whatever came of that scandal where there was some investigation or whatever, and, like, they fired one of the investigators, I was following that oh, for a second. You're talking about SNC Lavalin. Yeah. That's how it's said. Okay, so I'll give you the, just a short version of what happened. Okay. So this company, this company is based in Quebec, where the prime minister is from, and uh, this company went to uh, Libya and bribed Libyans with millions of dollars to get contracts. And in Canada, America, and in several other countries, there's a law where you, if you do that overseas, it's it's exactly like doing it in, at home in Canada. It's corruption. Right. And. This company got caught because normally if you self-report, if you if you go to the court and say, look, we did this, you know, they'll give you a slap on the wrist and fine you and you're on your way. But they didn't. Somebody found out what they did. And the big, big kahunas all got arrested and fined and jailed for it. But the company, nothing ever happened to the company. So the company finally got charged. But the feminazi that's running our country ordered the general attorney to stay the charges. Yeah. And when the general attorney said no, she got fired. Yep. There, yeah, there it is. She got fired, and someone else uh, from from the party quit along the same lines because she, she says she stands with the, the, the general attorney. But everything is finally going to court. The judge just ruled last week that the case is going to go ahead, and all the truth is going to come out. All the dirty... The dirty deeds that Prime Minister tried to cover up is finally going to come out. 
Well, well and it, hopefully. It, I mean, and, it, it's just like, oh, he's got a pretty face, but it's corrupt as hell. Like any other, m- most politicians. It sounds like Canada is becoming American. <laughs> is what it sounds like. Like, if no, you have like power, to... and you're in a position of power, you can pretty much get away with any dad blame thing. Do y'all say that up there in Canada? Dad blame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I, I was going to explain it for you, or you know, give you a, 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 a description, but it's it's like you can get away with any dad blame thing you want to get away with if if you have power. Yo, Joey, you have power. you ever heard? Joey, have you ever heard the saying uh, "legalized communism"? No, not as a saying. No, legalized communism is Canada. That's what it is right now. It's where you can do whatever you want in this country. Except you can't do anything. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, you I, understand? Yeah, I do, actually, yeah. Because well, this country, under Trudeau, has become so oppressive to anybody that even has the word Christian in front of it. Well, but y'all are the ones running things, historically. I get their arguments, and I don't agree with them. Um, but I, I like that saying, legalized communism, in the sense you can do anything, just nothing. At the same time, that, that makes we sense. Have, sense. We as have long homeless, as we tell you, you can do it, right, yeah. then yes, you can do anything. We have homeless veterans living in our streets all over Canada that are living in their cars because they went and fought for our country and have PSD, and we don't have money to pay them, to buy them a house. But no, Trudeau comes out this week and announces a billion dollars to foreign countries to abort babies. Mm. We have similar issues in America. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it sounds like y'all are turning into us, my northern brother. We have, we have, where I live in Alberta, we have the biggest reserves of oil in the world. Yeah. Just an hour ago, just an hour ago, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a political guy, and I love my poli- my politics. The Senate approved a tanker ban, a ban in B.C., which will stop oil from leaving Canada, but will allow... Saudi Arabia oil to come in. Wow. To protect the oil, to protect the wells. The wells that are not there anymore. Wells, every whale on the face of the planet should be killed. No. Every whale? Everyone. Are you talking about the sea mammals? The yes. Yeah, the, the no. sea mammals. No. no. Yeah, no. That's, that's what we're talking about. Okay. Because what do whales eat? Phytoplankton. Seventy percent of the oxygen that we breathe is produced by the top quarter inch of the ocean sea, and whales go up and they eat those. Yeah, they're killing the oxygen. Kill the whales. Don't save the no. whales. <laughs> but can you understand that we have blood, blood oil coming into our country when we have clean oil over here? Exactly. Which, paid, which runs this country. The taxes off that oil run this country, yeah. and our feminazi is stopping it. It couldn't not just run the country; it could run all of North America. If you put uh, the preserves in Texas and what y'all have up there in Canada, especially with the fracking, it's and the, put the pipeline the in tar sands, right? Something and, like that. Yeah, yeah the tar sands. Yeah. yeah, we are energy independent. North America yeah. could be. I mean, it could dominate the world, and that's why the globalist, corporatist, 
whores don't want that to happen. Right. I mean, to borrow a phrase from Barron. And yet Saudi Arabia seems to be everybody's friend here in the West. It's a weird world. They it really ha- is. Apparently, they have an endless supply of oil. Mm-hmm. And we've got like a 2,000-year supply of oil. But we can't use it. It's just, uh, it's so stupid. Uh, Joey, who's the guy beside you? What's his name? Southern Wood. Clay. Clay is his real name. Clay. Okay, I love his accent. He has an awesome accent. He's a real Southerner. Or he sounds like a, he sounds like one of Hey, <laughs> you know why I have an awesome accent? Because. 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 I'm freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm. You're, you're, you're something, I'm, all right. I'm the peak of human evolution. Yeah, I'm sure you No, that's your son. Oh, that's right. That's you're, my You're boy. the penultimate, you know, of human evolution. I, and I created the peak of evo- yes, the human there evolution. Go. There you go. Hey, well, Andrew, Joey Clark. Yes. Joey, I say I love you. I love your radio station. I gotta go get my eye exams now, so I can see my taxes, so I can pay them. Okay, I appreciate so your calls, day. man. You too. Talk, talk to you guys later. Later. All right, bye. Man, his that was it's, a great. It's call. very cool. It's like a, it's just a different culture, though. It's so similar. I'm, I'm really learning to love Canada. Uh, just all yeah. sorts of things, it, and I just run across it. It's like I like this guy. Oh, he's Canadian. Cool. Very cool. I have to visit sometime. I Brian Adams. And by the way, that's was where... Was it Brian Adams? Was you, were you listening? Or no, it was Chris Jericho that I was listening to. I was oh, like, okay. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then my, my brother and Lady Caroline, his fiance, soon to be his wife, they're honeymooning in, I believe, Vancouver Island in British Columbia. So they should have a good time. They're going across the, the northern them, border. Tell them to take $16. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't get me started. On I know that. the story. Don't well, get me started on that. I've only heard it like a thousand times. No, I was sitting here thinking he was bringing up like you know gay pride and all this stuff, and it really doesn't bother me. I've been to bars where they have a drag show. I actually thought I was quite entertained, actually. Yeah, you know, it, it, whatever. But I, I remember there's only been one time where I've actually been ugly to somebody who's gay knowingly ugly. Ugly on purpose. Maybe I've offended somebody somehow, whatever. I was in college, and I was at a house party, and then we moved from one house to a different house party, and I'm getting out of my car after the the quick drive over to the other house, and it was a few gay guys, but they're the type of gay guys that were, like, feeling the girls up, too. It was weird. So it's like, because I'm a gay guy, you know, you feel comfortable with me going, you have such great set, or what if, you know. And, God, and, I wish I would have thought about that when yeah, I was in I college. I know, but I'm, I'm walking from my car towards this house or apartment or whatever, and this one of these guys turns around and uh, starts walking towards me and says, I'm going to grab your, and starts making this motion. And uh, and I I had some choice words Kill? for him. Yeah, something like that. Like front grab. Yeah, but grab. it was more explicit. It wasn't a euphemism. Oh. Um. And I uh, I told him off pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I'm not usually one to be like, you know, angry. I don't like conflict. But when you do that, like that's I, a definite no. Yeah. I was. I I think I said something to the effect of like, we can be cool. But if you do that again, we're going to have a major issue here. And I'm being nice here. There might have been some colorful language involved. And he kind of just backed off. And it's like, come on, man. Uh-uh. Well, and I kind of see, you know, women having to deal with uh, guys at bars and crap. It's like, oh, man, they can't, they probably get that all the time. Man, I got a fake being gay. 
<laughs> no, no, you don't. I could have. No, you don't. I, I, I Nobody's never gonna buy it. it. They weren't gay people when I when I went to school, though. That's yeah, a new shirt that you knew of. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple, but it wasn't like a thing. Air quotes. <laughs> Dang it! I could have just said, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm just gay." <laughs> 